Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant, and welcome again to this episode of Full Circle, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. Now, you may recall, on an earlier episode, I brought you the sounds of the 70s. So, to follow up, we'll be moving into the 80s with those artists and songs that were hitting the airwaves and the road, as contemporary Christian music would be making huge leaps, both on the radio and in concert halls. No longer would CCM only be heard from time to time on Christian radio stations and performances subject solely to churches, but now there would be full-time Christian music radio stations and live concerts in large theaters, and for some artists, the bigger arenas. On this episode, you'll be hearing from the likes of Leslie Phillips, Leon Patillo, Dion DiMucci, Michael W. Smith, and more. And to start us off, a group that got their start in the 70s, but carried the message of the gospel into the 80s. Exploding into the new decade from their live album of all original material, the band Fireworks with Toe Free.
Looking back to 1980, the group Fireworks, who lit up the sky with their own brand of contemporary Christian music. Now, they not only brought their music to those that were from a church background, they also brought it to a secular audience as they toured the country playing at Six Flags Great Adventure theme parks in the summer of 1980 as well. The concerts were, as the song we just heard suggested, toll-free to those who just happened to be at the amusement park that day. The leader of the group, Marty McCall, said that there were many divine appointments on that tour with literally hundreds of people hearing the gospel for the first time every night. Next up, Leslie Phillips, with a featured selection going back to her sophomore release, a song of warning and alert to watch where you're going, who you're listening to, and especially who you trust with your heart and soul. Sending out a song that landed in the number one spot on the rock charts and the number 11 spot on the mainstream charts, Leslie Phillips, Dancing with Danger. And coming up, another artist who, although not presently performing Christian music concerts, has also, like Leslie, dabbled a bit in film. Just Google their stories and you'll see what I mean.
Leslie Phillips, who got her start in Christian music as a background vocalist for Randy Stonehill, as well as Mark Hurd, who we'll be hearing from later on in the program. And on a side note, I also remember Leslie Phillips pushing the envelope a bit on that tour as she received some negative criticism from some church leaders for dancing on stage while singing her songs. And sadly, that criticism influenced her from continuing in a CCM career. This is Jerry Bryant. Next up, Steve Taylor. Also, no stranger to criticism. From his first 1983 EP called I Wanna Be a Clone to his 1993 swan song called Squint, he's rocked the boat time and time again. His 1985 album, On the Fritz, was no exception either, with songs like Lifeboat, Drive, he said. It's a personal thing, and of course, the title track, I Want to Be a Clone. Steve always managed to make waves. In 1994, he was able to settle the storm a bit and explain the meaning behind many of his controversial tunes with a best-of box set of older material called Now the Truth Can Be Told which included extensive liner quotes and song-by-song essays to dispel some of the myths surrounding his recorded material. And that includes our featured track called This Disco Used to Be a Cute Cathedral. And here's what Steve had to say about that particular tune. In the heart of Manhattan stands an old Presbyterian church that was converted in the mid-80s into New York's famed Limelight Club. My on-the-scene investigation began with required ritual of standing with the anxious crowd outside the entrance until a neo-Nazi type doorman decided my shoes wouldn't scuff up the dance floor. He then escorted my friends and me through the vestibule, past rows of authentic looking crypts, and then up to the cashier, ringing up $15 admissions underneath a large cross. We followed the beat to the sanctuary, just in time to catch a giant video screen being lowered over the pipe organ to show Madonna's latest music video for the 2000 Boogie Pilgrims jammed on the dance floor. And my mind began to wonder like it always does during Madonna's songs. I started to imagine it was Sunday night and that the church elders had devised all of this as a way to attract new members. Most of us, myself included, are guilty of wishing Christianity was more fashionable. But the Apostle Paul's example of becoming all things to all men in order to reach across cultural barriers can sometimes be used as an excuse to dilute the gospel message and hopefully draw a tender, more affluent flock. Looking back to a song that was in the number one spot of the rock charts, as well as ending up on number three on the mainstream charts, Steve Taylor shaking up things a bit with this disco used to be a cute cathedral. Sunday needs a premium. Here's your check. Do you get tired of the same old square dance element right now? All join hands. Do side go to the promised boogie land. Got no need for altar calls. So the altar for the mirror balls. Do you shuffle? Do you twist? Cause when a hot hits playlist, now we say this disco used to be a cute cathedral. Oh, where we only play 
This is Full Circle, a listener-supported radio ministry from the Jesus Solid Rock Studios, where it all began for me in 1972 in Carbondale, Illinois, the home of Southern Illinois University. And when I started, I didn't know that one day the show would transition into a classic oldies music show heard all around the world from my studios now located in Nashville, Tennessee. So since this was a surprise to me how it all evolved, I didn't lay back a whole lot of funds in the bank for this day, meaning that each radio show is made possible through the contributions of the listeners. And whether big or small, it all adds up and allows me to produce another show. If you're willing to be part of this effort, then head to my website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And Tap the donation button and do all you can. And believe me, it's not the other guy that's going to do it. It might just be you. Thanks. We continue on with the classics, with a duel that brought rock, R&B, along with some soul, to contemporary Christian music. Eddie DeGarmo and Dana Key, collectively known as DeGarmo and Key, or D&K. They were raised in those styles of music, living in the shadow of Elvis Presley near Memphis, Tennessee, and it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where their musical influences hailed from. The boys had some help in writing this feature song from someone who had written a song that Elvis himself recorded in 1966 when he was only 17. And I'm speaking of Mylon Lefevre. 
Now, fast forward to 1980. After years of the secular rock and roll lifestyle and all the trappings that come with it, Milan repented of his sinful ways. He gave his heart to God, beginning a personal relationship with the Lord. He discovered the freedom in Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, rather than just the legalistic religious traditions that he'd grown up with. All this happened at a second chapter of Acts concert. The group's manager, Buck Herring, put Milan in touch with several Christian musicians to help him out in those early years, and that's how Eddie and Dana got connected to Milan. Looking back to 1980 from the album, This Ain't Hollywood, here's DeGarmo and Key with some background vocal support from Milan as well. A song called Love Is All You Need. And coming up, we'll hear from Milan himself. Circle. 
Mylon LeFevre and his band Broken Heart. He is strong. On Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. And right before that, we heard the song Love Is All You Need from the Memphis duo of DeGarmo and Key. Another connection between those two tracks is that DeGarmo and Key's bass player, Joe Hardy, produced both albums as well as playing on them. As I recall, that was a big song for Mylon that he started many of his concerts with in the mid-80s a song taken from the album entitled Sheep in Wolves Clothing, one of his most popular LPs. And one of the songs on that album called Gospel Ship has a whole host of musical friends lending their talents to the track. Many of those friends he met over the years, Jesus music legends in their own right. And my next artist, Leon Patillo, provided some keyboards for the song Gospel Ship, which was also the big finale on the tour as well. You may know Leon Patillo as the keyboard player for Carlos Santana, 
or you may know him because of his string of hit songs in the late 70s on into the 80s that were favorites on Christian radio at the time. Now, this next song comes from his third album called I'll Never Stop Loving You. It was a number one song for Leon on January 17, 1983, for a total of 35 weeks. And that just shows you how big the song really was. I'm talking about the song called Cornerstone. It was inspired by Psalm 118, verse 22, which reads, The stone, which the builders rejected, has become the chief cornerstone. Another verse that acted as a catalyst for the song is from Isaiah 28:16, which says, Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Looking back to 1983, Leon Patillo with Cornerstone on Full Circle. I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone. I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone, a tried stone. A precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, a sure foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, he that believe it shall, shall not make haste. I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone. I lay in Zion for a foundation. Precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, a sure foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, he that believe it shall, shall not make haste. Wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. A stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, a sure foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, he that believe it shall, shall not make haste. I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone. Foundation of stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, a sure foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, he that believe it shall, shall not make haste. Wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. A stone, 
precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, a sure foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, he that believe it shall, shall not make haste. Talking about broken world, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. I'm Eddie DeGarmo with DeGarmo and Key, and you're listening to the very best in Jesus music on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant, and I now go from Leon to Dion. Well, that almost rhymes. Dion DeMucci, that is. He was the 50s and 60s pop icon who lived a life of fame and fortune but still felt trapped and empty inside. This song, in some ways, could be his testimony track and explores in a type of musical autobiography the journey that Dion went through in experiencing true freedom in Christ. More of his story can be found in his book entitled The Wanderer, Dion's Story. But for now, why don't you just sit back and listen as he recalls those early days of his life and later on his discovery of how the truth will set you free. Say, but Jesus died upon the cross. 
Beyond the Mucci. The Truth Will Set You Free, from his 1980 Jesus Music debut album called Inside Job. While the body of the song is taken from his real-life experiences, as I said, the chorus alludes to Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 8, which says, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, Someone might possibly dare to die, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were all still sinners, Christ died for us. And one more passage from John chapter 8, verse 31 through 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You're listening to Full Circle, and I now have a song from the late, great Mark Hurd, who went on to be with the Lord on August 16th of 1992. Now, I know I've said this before, but we lost this great musician poet way too early, in my opinion, but God must have had other plans for him. Mark did leave us with a great legacy of 12 finely crafted records in the span of 17 years, and my song that I'm featuring here comes halfway through his musical journey from an album called Eye of the Storm. It was a departure from the album before that he had just done called Victims of the Age, 
which had a wall of sound quality to it. On this record, he took more of an organic, acoustic approach to the songs. I'm going to share a song called The Pain That Plagues Creation, inspired by Romans chapter 8, verses 22 and 23, which reads, We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Looking back to a song from a man whom I had the pleasure of knowing when he was here among us, Mark Hurd, with the pain that plagues creation. As this planet falls around the sun, trapping us in the orbit, creation groans in unison like a race of frightened orphans. The darkness of this raging storm is covering up our portals, but a yearning the heart of every
the late Mark Hurd, with a song whose lyrics really do read quite like poetry in and of themselves, even without any music. The pain that plagues creation. On Full Circle, taking you back to where it all began. Next, there was a group that had quite a following in the 80s, The Archers, who won the Grammy Award for the Best Gospel Performance, Contemporary or Inspirational, in 1981 and 1982. Steve and his brother Tim were sons of an Assemblies of God pastor, and Steve started singing at the age of nine years old. Now, the group signed with the Home Sweet Home Records in 1982, and even after they suspended touring, Steve continued on to sing solo, appearing as a regular guest vocalist on the Hour of Power television show. He continues to tour, maintaining one of the most enduring careers in CCM. We're looking back to the music of Steve Archer. You could have given up on me when I refused to hear the things you had to say. That were so clear There was nothing more That you could do Than love me through my sin You could have walked away When I failed and failed again But you didn't You didn't walk away You didn't You didn't have to say I love you But you love me Just the same Time had come and gone But you were still around The trouble that had come my way Was helping me to know That you would guide my life And never let me go No, you didn't You didn't walk away You did You didn't have to say I love you But you love me just the same And you did, you didn't have to try You did, you didn't have to die to save me Yet you love me, oh, how you love me Love me just the same You didn't walk away, you did Same. No, you didn't. You didn't have to try. 
Steve Archer. But you didn't. And didn't you know you can reach me at Full Circle? Didn't you know? Well, sorry about that. Why not check out my webpage at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Now, don't leave out the Jesus. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. You'll find all the past episodes stored there, pictures, various links to the artist, and also a place where you can send contributions to help produce the next Full Circle show. And you can write me from that site and let me know what you think of the show and what songs you'd like to hear. Go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com and check it out. As we near the end of another episode of Full Circle, I have a few more songs for two of the most popular and best-selling artists of the 80s, and that would be Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith. Let's begin with Smitty, as he's affectionately called by his fans. What many people don't know is that Michael got his start as a keyboardist for the group Higher Ground at the end of 1979, and by 1981 he was signed as a writer to Metal Green Music, where he wrote a number of gospel hits penned for artists such as Sandy Patty, Kathy Tricoli, Bill Gaither, and Amy Grant, to the effect that some of these popular worship songs can now be found in church hymnals. The following year, he began touring as a keyboardist for Amy Grant on her Age to Age tour, and eventually would become her opening act after recording his first Grammy-nominated solo album, The Michael W. Smith Project, which he also produced on the Reunion Records label, a label started by Amy's brother-in-law, Dan Harrell, along with Michael Blanton. And it's from that album I've taken my featured song, the second single to be released to Christian radio from that album. While not as popular as Great Is The Lord, his first number one single, it did end up in number 21 for 13 weeks. Looking back to 1983, Michael W. Smith asking the question, could he be the Messiah? Been here for days, I'm amazed at this teacher, carpenter preacher. Lost in the crowd, I hear him now, he's praying, and he's saying, God be them all. Five thousand men, all of his friends are worried, unread and Can he wish he's praying? Still he's saying, God feed them all.
Michael W. Smith with Could He Be the Messiah? And like all the songs on his debut album, the lyrics were written by his wife, Debbie, and the music was composed by Michael. Over the course of his career, he's sold more than 13 million albums and recorded 29, that's 29 number one hit songs, 14 gold albums and five platinum albums. This is Jerry Bryant. And to close out this episode of my look into the 80s, here's Michael W. Smith's good friend, Amy Grant, who's no stranger to number one songs, as well as gold and platinum albums. In fact, our final song is from her seventh album called Straight Ahead, certified gold in 1985. A follow-up to her groundbreaking 1982 album, Age to Age containing songs that were more aggressive than the ones found on Age to Age, Straight Ahead was not as commercially successful as its predecessor. Nonetheless, it still topped Billboard's Christian album chart for 61 weeks, knocking Age to Age from the number one position. This closing number was a number one Christian radio hit single for a whopping 35 weeks and won a Grammy Award in the Best Gospel Performance by a Female category. I'm speaking of the song, Angels, a story that begins with the account of the Apostle Peter's capture by Herod's guards in the book of Acts and goes on to describe how God has his angels watching over believers to guide and protect them in times of fear, doubt, confusion, or temptation. Written with the help of Brown Bannister, Gary Chapman, and Michael W. Smith, here's Amy Grant, Angels. Watch it over me 
Miss Amy Grant, Angels on Full Circle. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.